It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. With training camps wrapping up around the National Football League, the Eagles will finish up their preseason Saturday night against the Miami Dolphins, then cut down on Tuesday. Who's going to make the 53-man roster? Who's on the bubble? And who could potentially see their dreams cut short in Philadelphia? All that and more on today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, the regular season is almost here. Just one more preseason game for the Philadelphia Eagles on Saturday night down in Miami, Florida, coming off of their last week of training camp practices. They had one day of joint practices, then that got cut short, and they had their final day before this final preseason game. On Thursday, they finished up their practice, and we're just a few days away from the 53 man cut down. So with that, thank you for tuning in to the Locked On Eagles podcast. If you've never listened to the show, I'm your host, Gino Camilleri. If this is one of your many times back to the show, thank you for joining us. As always, making it your first listen each and every day, part of the Locked On podcast network. You know where to find us. You can get us an audio format on Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever. You can just go on Google, search Locked On Eagles podcast. And as well, you can find us in video format on YouTube. Go to the YouTube search bar, search Lockdown Eagles, find all of our episodes and YouTube exclusive content that we put out throughout the week. But we're finishing up this week talking about the finale, the final matchup of the preseason, the game everybody's the most excited about each and every go around. It used to be the New York Jets in that fourth preseason game. No longer saw them week one of the preseason, but you're still facing a team in the AFC East. You're facing Miami. We saw that this week didn't turn out how the Eagles expected. They go down to Miami after playing Cleveland, and they're thinking Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to get two days of joint practices. Well, they got Wednesday. We did a show on that. If you want to go listen to that, make sure you go check it out. We were going to preview and talk about what happened in Thursday's practice, but come to find out there's some stomach bug going around Miami. So Miami cancels the practice with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles then practice against each other on Thursday and nothing on Friday besides a walkthrough to lead up to this final preseason game. We won't see much of the ones, if at all, in my opinion. You shouldn't. I think that first drive of The first week of the preseason was exactly what you wanted. You got a good test last week against Cleveland in joint practices. You had Wednesday to go against Tyreek Hill, see what you're going to get in some of these premier talents around the league, how you're going to be able to defend them, how your offense is going to match up. 
this game on Saturday comes down to the guys that are bubble players, guys that are towards the back of the roster. Have we seen players lose a job on this day? Of course we have. Have we seen players win a job on this day? It happens all of the time. This game is important to a lot of people, many names that you might not be familiar with. And that's okay. I love this game personally. Because to me it signifies the beginning and the end. It's the beginning of a brand new season. Regular season just about two weeks away. September 11th, the Eagles will kick off against Detroit. But it's the end for a large amount of people. Eagles are currently sitting at 80 people on the roster. Most teams around the NFL are. And in about over 72 hours, a few days away on Tuesday, every team is going to have to cut down to 53 players. They started with 90, they went to 85. They're currently at 80. After this preseason game, the cuts will start. Each team has a practice squad that they're going to be able to fill out with 16 spots. I believe you can sign up to four veteran free agents and you have around 12 13 maybe if you want to go heavy 14 positions for some of those undrafted guys some of the guys you drafted later in those rounds six seven that you want to stash on the practice squad but the regular season roster is only 53 guys so this could be the end of a career for many of these guys so to see and to look back at some great performances Paul Turner, for example, you look at what he did in that preseason, he lit it up for the Eagles. And I think all of us have that little memory of what Paul Turner did a few years ago. He got lucky. He stayed around for about half season. But then you haven't heard from him. And the reason is, guys that are on the bubble, they have to not just play onto the 53, but they have to work their way into a position on the roster. They either have to be key on special teams potential inevitable starter, and potentially a player that you could keep on the practice squad that you could elevate on game day. But many of those guys never even make it to that. A lot of these guys, they might be signing for the XFL, the USFL. This might be the last chance they have to ever strap up in the National Football League. It might be the first chance that they've ever had, and it could potentially be the last chance at the same time. So this game... It gets emotional towards the end because you can see a lot of the guys that are on the bubble. They they had that emotion in their face that that could be the last time they ever step on the field in the National Football League. So this game, as somebody who loves player evaluation, loves the process of getting depth and finding guys that will be practice squad studs. I, I track practice squads more than I track regular season rosters, in my opinion, because you have the ability to steal players off of a practice squad if you can identify one or two throughout the year. And you also had this big influx of 27 times 32. That's hundreds of players that are going to be available come Tuesday. Even if you make the cut down on Tuesday, you're not guaranteed to make it to Wednesday. You might be on the roster after that day, and then this huge overflow of free agents come in, and teams add one, two, three more guys. So those bubble guys, they might not just be fighting through final cutdowns. There might be another round for them. Who are those players going to be? That's what we're going to chat about. Talk about some of those guys that, <coughs> excuse me, are right there. They put together a pretty good preseason. 
They might be high draft picks. They might be low draft picks. But they all have something to prove. Could they be traded? Could they be cut? Could they be potentially stashed on the practice squad? That's what's going to happen these next couple of days. Player personnel departments, especially on the pro side, they make all of their money this time of year. This is key. This last week of the preseason, I want to just continue to push the message that just like fantasy football, you have to focus on those late rounds because there might be a guy who slips through the waiver wire that you could add to your roster and could help you get to that next level in both fantasy and the NFL. The Eagles have done it time and time again. I think back to the years at Chip Kelly. They brought in Bryce Treggs that one season. He ended up being one of the key contributors in the wide receiver game for a year. This time of year, it's a roller coaster. And you don't want to be the person that's on Twitter saying, oh, how boring of a game. Because a lot of these guys are putting their livelihoods on the line. And this could be the last time they ever do it. So just enjoy it. Because the next game that we do see, it's going to be the ones. It's going to be the, the big show. Let's just think of this as the opening act. Because come September 11th, everything that happened in the preseason, it no longer matters. But the one thing that does is who you keep on your roster. And that's what we're going to talk about. But before I do that, I have a message from our friends over at Dave. Folks, level with me for a second. We've all been in that position. We're a little tight on cash, especially with gas prices the way they are. People might not have that spare chunk of change that they quite frankly might need. But there's somebody there to help you. It's Dave. Hindsight might be 2020. You can't change the past. But you want to help out your future self? Go to Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift for me. I'm getting married next year. Or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle the expense that has been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. It will not affect your credit score. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. Download the Dave app today from the app store now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, please go to Dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. 
All right, everybody, welcome on back to this fifth and final episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. This week, I am your host, as always, Gino Camilleri, and thank you for making this show your first listen each and every day. But make sure for your second listen that you check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview podcast starting August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts on Lockdown Podcast Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders are all combining into the Ultimate NFL Preview starting August 31st. Search the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcast guys that's a great show to listen to if you don't have time to listen to multiple teams podcasts the lockdown podcast network takes you through the whole landscape of the entire national football league all of us local hosts i'll be doing it for us you'll be able to hear us and hear some insiders some guys i i believe who did we have last year i think it was brian baldinger commented on what we were talking about last year previewing where the Eagles will end up, and where the NFL will end up as a whole. But talking about the Eagles, getting back to the focus of the show, the focus is Miami Saturday night. And what is that focus on? To see Jalen Hurts? No. We already talked about that. To see potentially a driver two of the twos. Mostly threes. And the fours will probably get most of the second half. So who are we looking at? I believe there's a a bunch of battles on this team that aren't at the top. They're right at that bottom depth tier. Let's start with the most important position. Jalen Hurts is solidified as the number one. Gardner Minshew is the clear number two. There's still a battle for four. I believe there's a, or for three, excuse me, in the quarterback slot. There's a heavy favorite in Reed Sinnott. And there's Carson Strong. The Eagles didn't let Carson Strong throw a pass in the few snaps that he did play last week. Reed Sinnott has had some good moments in the preseason. I would say Devin Allen's 55-yard touchdown. It was a fantastic ball, fantastic read, fantastic play call. If you're putting odds on it, you'd have to say Sinnott is 900 to 1. Or, excuse me, no, not 900 to 1. He would be plus 900. So heavy odds. Excuse me, what am I? All right, folks, this is a lesson to count your ducks before you go out and talk. He would be a minus 900 favorite, heavy favorite. He would be the guy that if you're looking at a fight, it would be minus 900 next to maybe a plus 1100 underdog. That underdog is Carson Strong. Reed Sinnott, he was in the Eagles organization last year although they did pay Carson Strong a boatload of money. It was only 250000 to 300000 in undrafted free agent money. It's not a boatload. And what can they do with him? Well, they could stash him on the practice squad. Yes, they did pay him a lot, but is a team with the limited snaps that he's had going to sign him to their 53-man roster? I would say no. And do the Eagles even carry three quarterbacks is the question. Teams have gone light. They've gone with two. They've had their practice squad guy that they can elevate if they need be. I believe they end up going with three to start. To start. There's potential that Senate might not make it the whole year. But to start, I would put heavy odds, minus 900, folks. I got it right this time, that he 
would be the guy in that third slot. Should probably get a quarter. If they pull him sooner than a quarter, I think he's solidified his position on the roster. Now, is it a big deal? Should he ever see game action? Absolutely not. That would be the worst, worst, worst case scenario. But you have to have depth. You have to have quarterbacks. You have to keep evaluating and keep developing quarterbacks. Carson Strong, you hope he can develop into being that guy, but right now he isn't. So go with the player on your roster that's the hot hand, the guy who's shown more, shown that he can grow year over year. Hats off to Reed Sinnott. I truly believe he's had an incredible offseason for what he's been presented. The second and third team offenses haven't looked great in all of those games, and he's put together some good moments in his time in Philadelphia. Sticking with the offense, let's go to the wide receiver position. This is as clear as it was four or five weeks ago. One and two and three and four. We know who they are. But who are five? Who is six? Are they keeping six? Well, with what they have at tight end, and we'll get to that in a second, I would believe that they have to keep six wide receivers. I would say that out of all the players, Jalen Rager, John Hightower, Deion Kane, Britton Covey, Greg Ward Jr., Devin Allen you could throw into the equation, Deion Kane has performed the best, far and away. Far and away the best. Jalen Rager has had flashes. They're not going to cut him. The only way they're going to get rid of him is if it's a trade. If they cut him, it would be a ridiculous amount of dead cap for a player that, frankly, is not worth the dead cap. It's not worth getting him off the roster because you could hide him on the roster, truly, and wait for a team to come calling. Because Chicago could use him. Denver is called. He could potentially be moved. But right now, I still think he's five. If he doesn't make it, my other two would be Deion Kane, because the way he's performed, his body control, his ability is separate, even against second and third receivers. It's, it's been impressive. And he's been under Nick Sirianni in his offense a few times now. And he's a big proponent of him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I would like to believe Deion Kane has a chance. You would like to think that the preseason really does matter, and somebody who performed like that can be our week two nominee for the Corey Shepard Award. Now, what happens at six? Folks, if you could predict this, I'd tip my cap. Greg Ward, you think, is the the incumbent, the guy who just always is like, he's like the TJ Edwards of, of the offense, just finds his way on the team. But he hasn't been on the field. He's had an injury. He's kept him off the field. He hasn't seen any preseason action. Britton Covey, they like what he can do on special teams. They see a player in him. He could develop into the slot and potentially be a guy who can get in and out of a phone booth and be that Wes Welker type of player. Not saying he is Wes Welker, but playing to that variety. I still think it goes to Greg Ward. I don't know why, and and I roll my eyes at that because I said even last year I didn't think Greg Ward should be on the team, especially now with prioritizing using Quez Watkins in the slot and A.J. Brown. Where do his snaps come from? 
I don't want to see him returning punts. He doesn't have any other special teams value outside of that. But he does have the reliability factor that he has come up in big moments. So you can't let that go out the window. I'm going with Deion Kane. And I and I hate to say it, I'll go with Greg Ward. I, I, I believe he ends up on the roster. Jalen Rager, he could potentially be traded. We will see, though. We'll see if that saga comes to a close. And the biggest question mark of them all is tight end, folks. We've had clarity for a decade plus now. Brent Selleck to Zach Ertz to Dallas Goddard to all the guys mixed in between with the Trey Burtons of the world. They've just seemed to always have the right mixture. Always the best tasting cookie at tight end. Perfect amount of chocolate chips, perfect amount of butter, perfect amount of flour. You cooked it at the right temperature. Well, they had the right cookie dough, but they put this thing in the oven and man, it just came out as one big cookie. It's just a mixture of everything. You can have Richard Rodgers, who's a veteran and could potentially be a guy who averages six, seven yards a catch. Or you could have Jack Stoll, who's developing as a pass catcher and is more of a blocking tight end. Noah Tungiai, he's had good moments. They lost him the first time. Would they want to risk losing him a second time? And then Tyree Jackson, the biggest question mark of them all, can he do anything? He hasn't been healthy. And Grant Calcaterra is probably going to be number two. Do I know that for a fact? Absolutely not. Would I put my money on it? Absolutely not. I can't predict what they're going to do there. I don't know what Nick Sirianni wants to do there in terms of what type of player he wants to keep. Does he want somebody that can go out wide? Does he want somebody that has the blocking element so Goddard can be a more reliable outside threat? I would say... Stoll makes the roster again. Tyree Jackson makes his way through the PUP. Richard Rodgers is cut and signed to the practice squad as a veteran free agent. Grant Calcaterra makes it. Noah Tungiai makes his way out of the practice squad, but I'm not sure you want to put him out there to waiver claim again. I'm not sure I would do it again. They regretted it the first go-around. And it seems that they might regret it the second go around if they do the same exact thing. So we'll see at tight end. We shouldn't have to rely too heavily outside of Dale Scotter, but you have to have that depth. Eagles have gone nowhere in the past decade or so without the tight end depth that they've had. Because not just are they a piece of the passing game, they're a piece of what Stoutland does in the run game as well. So does Stoutland have some say? Does he love what Jeff, Jack Stoll can do? Or is the pass catcher the wave of the future? Calcaterra, Tungiai. I don't see Richard Rodgers making it. Hopefully not. Let the youth go out and play. Talk about youth. Let's flip to the defensive side of the ball to finish up the show. But, folks, we have a regular season game in two weeks. I don't bet on preseason football. I bet on regular season football and college football, which starts this weekend as well. And there's only one app that I ever use. It's betonline.net. The official sports book of our podcast, official sports book of the entire Locked On Podcast Network. We have hundreds of hosts using this and preaching the word of betonline.net. We are all 
experienced gamblers in the game of sports gambling. And personally, I've been doing it for nearly half my life. I've been with plenty of sports books over the years. There's only one that I have continued with as long as betonline.net. And the reason is, it's because it's so vast, not just vast in the information it provides for you to research your bets, but the amount of bets that you can make. We do a segment here at Lockdown called LOE3, where we pick three player props each and every week from this insanely large pool of player props that they have. You can make your own player props as well, something I've never seen. You could bet on futures. You could bet on any sport that's going on. UFC action is happening all the time. All of the soccer leagues around the world are back. Football's coming back. The NHL and NBA will be back before we know it. Playoff baseball is right around the corner. This is the time. Get in at betonline.net because it's where the game begins. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you. Your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, folks, thank you for making the Locked On Eagles podcast your first listen each and every day. Finishing up the week here at LOE, it is Gino Camilleri wrapping it up with our fifth and final episode. Looking at the Miami matchup, not so much the X's and O's, but players that could potentially be studying some X's and O's if they make their way onto the 53-man roster come Tuesday because it's time to hunker down, time to get into the real playbook and open that thing up for the regular season come a few weeks from now. But 27 guys on this team won't be able to do that because they're going to be cut before Tuesday's deadline. We talked about the offense prior to our message, and now we're talking about the defense. Not so many question marks on the defense as I would say the offense, but there's still a bunch. The offense, you still have the offensive line, which I didn't want to get into the depths of. We'll see what Stoutland likes there. Defensive line, we know the big names. We know Fletcher Cox, Hargrave. We've gone down the list time and time again. We don't need to go there. But where we do need to go, I want to focus on two positions. I want to focus on depth edge rusher at both the defensive end and the same linebacker position. What happens at edge in terms of defensive end? If the Philadelphia Eagles keep Derek Barnett over Teron Jackson, folks, I haven't been mad on this show in quite some time. I will be very upset. I personally was a big fan of Teron Jackson prior to him coming out of, out of Coastal he was an unbelievably versatile player. 
comes to Philadelphia and flashes in his moments in the regular season last year. Put together a good preseason. I look at his skill set, his ability in the pass rush game to change up his pass rush plan throughout the game, to give you so many different looks, to counter, to keep his anchor in the run game. And I look at what he can be. And then I look across the aisle and I see Derek Barnett, and I already know what he is. He's a player that you can't rely on. You can't make the argument to me that even with the contract he signed, that he deserves a spot over Teron Jackson. And frankly, if you're going to keep another rusher off of the edge, give me one of the two more explosive Sam linebackers in Patrick Johnson or Kyron Johnson. Derek Barnett presents nothing of use to me. Nothing of use to this franchise right now, in my opinion. He's either going to take snaps away from your veteran guys who should be playing those deserved minutes or taking away reps from the guys that are going to take those players' job. I don't know why he resigned. I don't know why the Eagles offered him a contract. And I frankly will be perplexed come Tuesday if he is on this team. I love the youth of what the Eagles have brought in off the edge, especially now with the role of what Hassan Reddick will be to develop a player that could play as a depth role there or even a secondary Sam that they could put in there and even open up the playbook even more. And right now, those two guys are more reliable in terms of not taking personal fouls. Nick Sirianni said it. It's always him. It's always Derek Barnett. Give me the youth. Keep the guys with more athleticism. Derek Barnett should not be on this football team. All right, I will end that. Going to linebacker. This position, we know who's going to make the team if they keep five. But do we know who's going to make it if they keep four? Do they count the Sam as a linebacker position? Because if so, you could see them go light here and keep four. And with that, I believe it would be down to Sean Bradley and Davian Taylor. Davian, they've invested much more in, but he hasn't developed. Sean Bradley, he's a special teams guy. But the minutes he does put in, in the regular season as well, he has performed. He's put together multiple good preseasons. But you have Howie Roseman making decisions. He's a guy that likes to sit on his hands with players that he selected in higher rounds. We did see a change of heart with J.J. Arthago-Whiteside. But if the next chip were to fall, would it be Davian Taylor? Would they cut him? That I don't know. The guy that was instrumental in drafting him, Andy Weidel, who talked at nauseum about going to that game when they played Oregon, he would always reference that as to a big reason why they drafted Davian Taylor where they did. He's not in Philadelphia any longer. Does Howie Roseman have that same attachment to Davian Taylor where if they're not going to start him and he wouldn't be the next guy up, N'Kobe could possibly be, would Sean Bradley be the better option as a special teams ace? There's a conversation that's going to be happening. I don't know. I think they keep five. I think it's smart to keep five there as well. You don't know the health of N'Kobe Dean right now. If he does see a full 60-plus snaps, would you want him to see that many? No. 
You want him to develop. Would Davian Taylor want to see that many? I wouldn't want to see him in there for 60 snaps a game. That's just a disaster waiting to happen. But you have Kaiser White. You also have TJ Edwards, very reliable players. We'll see what happens. This position, I would have to say, is the biggest variance of what could happen out of all of the positions to me. If they keep four versus if they keep five, and what happens if they do keep four. The final position I'm going to go to, we're going to talk about corner because safety, I believe they keep five. I think they go Chikowski Tart, Anthony Harris, Kavon Wallace, I think has played his way onto this team. You also go with Marcus Epps and Andre Schausser. Now, corner, actually, Josiah Scott in that equation as well, folks. So let's do this. At corner, I'm only going to pick one because they could potentially keep Josiah Scott as a backup nickel and an overhang corner slash safety combo. I say Josh Job makes this team as that fourth guy, as that next up outside corner. Could you make the case outside of Josh Job? I'm not 100% sure there really is anybody that has been at that level. Tay Gowan has performed okay. Kari Vincent has been near awful at this point. I think you go with those four, keep Josiah Scott, and potentially go light there if you're keeping more safeties. But Josh Job has earned his way out of this roster. He's seen second-team minutes, second-team snaps with Zach McPherson, who would be obviously after James Bradbury, after Darius Slay, then Avante Maddox. Then you throw a guy like Job into the equation and Josiah Scott if need be. So you keep five, potentially six cornerbacks. And what does that lead us with? What does that leave us with, rather? Leaves us with a team that should be down to 53, and it should be the best 53. Will there be some question marks? Absolutely. Will we have more answers than questions? That I would say yes. We still have a lot to come in the next four or five days before we really settle down and look at what is ahead. Now comes the hard part. Can you find the guys beyond your top 11 on both sides of the ball that will help you? Not week one, not, not week two, maybe not week 10, but week 15, week 18, week one of the playoffs. Guys that could be instrumental in helping you get through this long, tenuous season, which is the National Football League. And until they expand rosters, you have to do a fantastic job getting down to 53, and you have to make sure you put 16 guys on your practice squad that you can rely on. So that'll do it for us here at the Lockdown Eagles podcast for this week. Make sure you tune in to tomorrow night's matchup against the Miami Dolphins when the Philadelphia Eagles take them on in hot and muggy Florida. Then the Eagles will be heading back up to the next nest where they will prepare for the Detroit Lions in just a few short weeks. So thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. And for your second listen, it is Fantasy Draft Week. We are going to the regular season of the NFL in just a few short days. So make sure you tune into the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Fantasy Football, or your second listen. Fantasy expert Vinny Lyre brings over 20 years of expertise to your ears, unique angles to every move that nobody else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft 
with Locked On Fantasy Football. And make sure you get ready for each Eagles game week here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Thank you for getting us on your headphones or if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you tune in wherever you get your shows. Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, tune in. So for me, Gino Camilleri, I'll leave you with this. Fly, Eagles, fly. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.